Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Solid Love Podcast. Hello. And I'm here with Mary again. It's great to, to be together with you. Uh, this is our 13th episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, last time we dealt with the issue of levity. Levity. Fun. If you haven't heard it, you can uh, listen to that on any of the platforms that we have our podcast on. And this time we're going to be dealing with the issue of marital unity. We wanted to have an episode that focuses on this very important reality uh, in Christian marriage that God has made us one. Mm -hmm. And so this spiritual unity, this is by God's design. This is how God has, has made it to be. And so we as Christians who are joined together in marriage, we need to aspire to to this this design that God has intended for us to be one. And we're going to reference some scriptures beginning first with Matthew chapter 19 and verse 6. And this was um, during the time, give you some context, Jesus was uh, having discourse with the Pharisees um, and they were trying to test him about the issue of divorce, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and in it, he <clears throat> he says in verse four, haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and he said, for this reason a man will leave his mother and fa- father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Then he emphasizes it even more in verse six. He makes a commentary on that and he says, so they are no longer two, but one. And then he adds, therefore, what God, what God has joined together, let no man separate. God has joined them together. That's pretty instructive, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then there's another scripture that I'll have Mary read. It's in Ephesians 5. Yeah. um, Verse 29, right? 29 and 31. Yeah. Uh, So verse 29, after all, Mm -hmm. no one ever hated his own body, but Mm -hmm. he feeds and cares for it. Mm-hmm. just as Christ does the church. Um, and then I'll, I might as well read verse 30 as well. For we are members of his body. And then verse 31. Mm-hmm. For this reason, mm-hmm. a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So again, this is the two becoming one. Yes. Yes. So according to God's design, we are a unit. Mm-hmm. We are one. Now, many people don't feel one, right, yeah. in yeah. terms of how uh, the marriage is working out currently. But this unity, uh, I must say, just like with our spiritual um, salvation and the working out of, of God's image in us, you know, to make us more like him, um, this unity is worked out over time just like sanctification, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's a reality, it's worked out. Right. right, so it's like a positional thing. Yeah, we're positionally, we are one. We are one. Yeah, yeah. And and but we have to also kind of submit to the design, and through the help of God's Spirit, and us submitting to His design, uh, we start to become more and more like we're intended to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So one of the purposes of unity is is spelled out in Malachi 2.15, which mm-hmm. is offspring, right? yeah. godly mm-hmm. offspring. He's seeking godly offspring. He's seeking godly offspring. So there's there's this purpose that the future generations, the offspring that comes out of our unity, our bond with each other, would 
<clears throat> be godly. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the purposes. Um, and then also, one of the other purposes is that uh, it will reflect the unity that Christ has with his church. Yes. We see that in Ephesians 5, verse 32. Right. Um, and then also, it's supposed to reflect God's nature, right? Mm-hmm. God's nature is supposed to be reflected. It, it pictures the divine unity um, that God has with himself. Mm-hmm. And so there's, there's this missional purpose that this unity do, um, is supposed to um, portray, is supposed to communicate to others in the world. So there's a missional purpose to it too. And so we wanted to talk about today um, specifically how this unity works out practically. Mm-hmm. And it, practic- it practically works out in, in, in the areas of parenting, in the areas of work, finances, relationships, um, in-laws, family, you name it. Mm-hmm. And it starts really with our values. Right. How, how are we applying godly values in all of these areas that kind of sprang from this idea of marital unity? Right. Applying the values, and I think, too, defining them. Yeah. Defining those values as we find them in Scripture. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. And so we're not supposed to go into marriage blindly just winging it, (laughs) (laughs) right? Right. And many many people do that. They just kind of wing it. They just, oh, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids, and and we'll figure it out. You know, people talk about, oh, they'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, you you don't want to do that. You don't just you don't want to get into marriage and start um, trying to figure it out. You've got to go in with a plan. You've got to go in with an idea what God intended, um, so that as you face life, um, you have the tools, you have the wherewithal and the wisdom, really, right. uh, to 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 keep your marriage united, right? Right. But I think there's always hope, you know, yeah. because some people may have gone in, yeah, ready to wing it. Yeah, that's and, true. And then they find themselves uh, not very unified mm-hmm. and trying to grasp at how can we find this unity. Yes. And then there's always there's always hope, I think, in those situations, you know, where we um, dig in and find out what Scripture actually tells and and get on the same page. Exactly, exactly. There is always hope. Mm-hmm. We're, we're two imperfect beings. Yeah people being mm-hmm. brought together right yeah we're not we're not arrived yet mm-hmm. <laughs> um but we're always working towards it amen so this podcast we're going to deal with the issue of values mm-hmm. unity in values and uh, this is a subject this unity subject that we're going to uh, extrapolate on in the areas of parenting and work and all those but uh those are separate podcasts we thought that we we couldn't cover everything in this just right. this one, so we're going to deal with values today, and so I'm going to have uh, Mary talk about the area of, you know, values as concerning uh, things, material things, mm-hmm. um, and you know, when we first get married, we're thinking about the future. We're thinking about okay, uh, we're thinking about acquiring possessions. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about home, buying right. a home maybe. We're thinking about where we're going to live. Uh, we're thinking about lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we're thinking about work. So um, there's some scriptures that we want to pivot from right. in terms of this area of value. So the first one is is material. 
Right. I think I think our our younger years are largely. Uh, I think of them as building years, years mm. that you're building That's a good point. Uh, materially. You're trying to um, uh, set some things up and you're working really hard. Yes. But there are cautions in Scripture about working really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are no doubt designed for work. Mm-hmm. Um, our work ethic needs to be one in which we do work hard. Yes. But any strength taken to an extreme becomes a weakness. And mm. Proverbs 23 verses 4 and 5 gives us a nice and apt warning about that. Uh, So it says, do not wear yourself out to get rich. Mm -hmm. Have the wisdom to show restraint. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. And so there can be uh, an overdoing of working hard and uh, trying to get rich for the sake of getting rich, as yeah. opposed to, I'm working hard, you know. But I have there. It, it, the scripture says, "Show restraint. Have the wisdom to show restraint, so that you don't uh, wear yourself out to get rich." The goal isn't riches. The goal is working hard, providing for your family. Yes. Nothing wrong if with having riches. God so blesses you. But he calls us to not wear ourselves out for getting riches. Right. Rich, riches at all costs. At any cost. At any cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see that sometimes with people getting into that kind of rat race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, at the expense of family, expense of... Health. Uh, yes. <laughs> a number of things. At the expense of everything. Yeah. 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 So this is one area to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, values. And then the second one is kingdom values. Right, right. You know, where where are our hearts truly set? Right. Yeah, your treasure is where your heart is, right? Right, where your, yes. Where your heart is. Heart, where your treasure is, there your heart will there be. There your heart awesome. will be, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so kingdom values. Right. So And priorities. And priorities. Mm-hmm. So the next scripture we want to point to, many people probably are aware of this one, Matthew six thirty three. Right. Yeah. Want me to read that? Yeah, sure. Um, and this is... Uh, this is the culmination of a whole section of the scripture where, from the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. where Jesus is talking about worry. You know, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. You know, uh, work hard, yes, but don't worry. Mm-hmm. Don't be driven by anxiety. Um, you know, about what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What am I going to? Where am I going to live? Um, uh, in, in, I'll start with verse thirty-two. For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Mm-hmm. And here's verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Um, so there's this whole idea of priorities. Yeah. You know, when we keep our priorities in line, um, then God blesses the work of our hands. And, and we're as opposed to uh, out of anxiety, I'm just going to work myself crazy, wear myself out to get rich, as yep. we just talked about in Proverbs. Yes. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's about priorities, mm-hmm. putting the kingdom first. All right. And uh, this is really important to talk about. At mm-hmm. the, um, Hopefully, those of you that are about to get married, this is something you're already talking about, too, in your right. premarital counseling. Right. Um, you know, what, what kind of values are we going to have in terms of the kingdom? How are we going to serve God? Right. You know, and, and so forth. And then uh, another area of 
value is living responsibly, living mm-hmm. responsibly and planfully. Yeah. Um, and this is a really important area because, you know, as you know, in your young years, as Mary said, there's a lot of uh, focus and time in terms of work, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, these days we have uh, couples uh, who have to both work, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and um, because of the the price of things in terms of real estate. Um, and uh, we're thankful that um, during our kid raising years, you know, Mary was able to stay home. Yeah, I'm you know. so thankful. And uh, but but I know this, these days it's just like well. Yeah. It was hard then, too. <laughs> it was hard then, too, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. so many people think, well, it was easier when, you know, back then. And right. Perhaps, but it was still hard then. Yeah. We were still uh, swimming upstream on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, in this area of living respons- responsibly, um, there's a scripture in Proverbs 20, verse 4, which mm-hmm. says, A sluggard does not plow in season, so at harvest time, he looks, but finds nothing. Nothing, nada. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a a, a sense of uh, planning and and its work ethic. Yeah. You know, plowing in season. You know, you, right. you can't expect that you're going to have what you need, and even that, you know, is is about being planful for the future. Yes. You know, you plow in season. Well, when you're young, great season to be working hard, but you got to be planning for future years as well yes so that uh you know you can't expect that you're just gonna um not sow any seeds you're not gonna plow anything and then when you're older you're gonna have what you need yes 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 and no matter what we're doing we are sowing something yeah right we're gonna reap what we have sown what we have sown (laughs) (laughs) yes scripture promises us that one yeah yep 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 yeah, so I think it's just, again, it's a work ethic. And, you know, we opened with uh, the warning to mm. not wear ourselves out for the sake of getting rich. Right. But it does not preclude us from hard work. Cool. You know, there's also Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. um, about a woman, verse uh, 27, the wife uh, watching over the affairs of her household and not eating the bread of idleness. idleness yeah. I mean, unfortunately bread of idleness is everywhere it's on, it's in your pocket mm. on your phone mm-hmm. <laughs> idleness <laughs> is you know uh, opportunities for idleness abound so much more than ever yes. but um so you know again it's a work ethic plowing in season not being idle amen to that mm-hmm. the next uh I am of values is giving or generosity, right. and and this is this is key because the Bible exhorts us to to not be f- self focused but to be others focused, mm-hmm. and um, and this is for the gospel's sake. This is for mission. Um, our, we are to be a light in the world, and so Proverbs eleven twenty five says a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others himself will be refreshed. Mm-hmm. And so, and this is something that uh, is important too with with building unity is this, this these values uh, of living for others and not just for ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's another one in Proverbs uh, 22, Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 9 that says, A generous man will himself be blessed, mm-hmm. for he shares his food with the poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in Psalms 37, yeah. do you have that one? I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this mm-hmm. uh, psalm written by David. Mm-hmm. I was young, and now I am old. Mm-hmm. Yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken mm-hmm. or their children begging for bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's just a, an attitude of generosity in all areas, really. And this is a value um, for us as a married couple to be unified in. Yeah, and it's a value we, we ultimately will transmit to our children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And they will be benefactors for it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Psalm 112, verse 5 says, Good will come to him who is generous and lends freely, who conducts his affairs with justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can see this picture speaks a lot about this area of generosity. And when we think about God's character, who could be more generous than God himself? Right. right? Who gave us right. his mm-hmm. only son? and uh, to redeem us from our own sin and brokenness. And so it's in light of what Christ has done for us that we also uh, respond to God in in generosity in our own lives, not only to him, but to others, Mm -hmm. to neighbors, to friends, uh, and so forth. Um, The other area of values is is our attitude about relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, our marriage is a primary relationship, but right. all, and all other re- relationships are subordinate to that relationship. Right. Um, and so we, we derive from Scripture um, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3. Philippians chapter 2, mm-hmm. verse 3. I'm going to read it here. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2, verse 3, it says... Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so in terms of relating to other people, other relationships around us, we have this outward focus, this missional focus of, of treating others, considering others better than ourselves. Um, right. There's a very uh, narcissistic um, framework in our culture yeah. right now. I mean, you see it on social media. You see it everywhere. It's all about me, me, mm-hmm. me. And, um, uh, you know, and class and status and economic, right. you know, uh, gain. But, uh, but no, we're supposed to have this, the way we project out in terms of how we treat others, we relate to them that we esteem them right and but the interesting thing is that that actually begins in the home yes it begins with the marriage and how we uh, treat our spouse it begins in the home with how we treat our children and Uh, um, a lot of times I think it's easier it's really very much easier (laughs) to treat others outside the home Mm -hmm. better um, because uh, there's more kudos for that you Mm -hmm. know and I think 
um, if, if that's what we're seeking after is just for people to say, wow, you are just amazing. <laughs> you know, children don't do that usually when, at least not in their younger years, wow, mommy, you are amazing. I mean, maybe they do. But, um, but it's uh, seeking um, kudos outside of the home yeah. at the expense of what's going on in the home. I always say it, it, it goes from the inside, you know, from in the home to outward. Yes, yes, exactly. We're, we're preaching what we're already practicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, another area, not another area really, it's, this is tied to the attitudes about relationships, is this idea that, um, that we're to be salt and light. Mm. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 5, verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. Mm-hmm. I like that, trampled by men. So there's this distinguishing characteristic about we as Christians and and we as married uh, Christians that we are to to put forth out to the world. It's missional. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to be. Uh, showing the gospel really by our lives, right? You know, by our sacrificial service, by how we esteem others. These all play out uh, and and give a witness to God's grace and love in our lives to others. And so, so again, looking at values, we talked about um, uh, values about things, material things, kingdom values, our priorities uh, about the kingdom of God, putting the kingdom of God first. Uh, living responsibly, uh, planfully, <clears throat> uh, giving uh, our values about giving and generosity, our values about relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, these are all things that a couple needs to come into agreement about and talk right. about, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Beforehand, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but all is not lost. Yeah. If, if, if you're not on the same page about these things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's always hope. There is always hope. Now, uh, kind of in conclusion, um, mm-hmm. what are some things that undermine unity? Mm. Hmm. Well, I think of that Philippians verse that you just read. Yeah. Um, do, uh, let's see, verses, Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4. Yeah. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, mm-hmm. but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, that is definitely an area where selfish ambition mm-hmm. can totally undermine the marriage relationship. You know, yeah. It doesn't matter what's good for us. This is good for me. Yeah. You know, and um, career moves, mm-hmm. um, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not, you're, you're not a solo act any longer. Yeah. In, in, doesn't mean that you come together and and maybe there's there's a project or goal that one of you um, has wanted to do or something like that. But you all come together about it and says, okay, when can we do this, mm-hmm. or how are we, how can we achieve this? Mm-hmm. And you pray about it, right? Right. And if if God mm-hmm. leads you in that direction, you know, I've seen you know one spouse will sacrifice for the sake of. Of the career of another one, I've seen that happen. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, oh, but yeah. they've all come to agreement about it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily that that one spouse is like, "No, I'm going out on my own." Right. No, they both agree that this is a course 
that they want to take, mm-hmm. right? right, together. Together. Um, and especially if one spouse is highly gifted in an area, right? Mm-hmm. Highly yeah. gifted and is having fruit right. uh, bearing in the world in that area. You know, mm-hmm. they could be a writer. I don't mm-hmm. know. They could have a business. Right. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And so the other spouse says, well, I recognize this. And so right. maybe let's team up. And But but the idea is is more like, you know, one spouse just saying, no, sticking there. Mm-hmm. Heels in the ground and saying, I'm going to do this for myself. Right. And, and yeah. the, again, the, I think the key word is selfish ambition yeah. or vain conceit. The vain conceit, yes. And then <clears throat> another area is just harboring accusatory thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accusatory thoughts. That's Against your spouse, yeah. Against your spouse. That um, can definitely undermine unity. Because uh, we know who's the accuser of the brethren, right? Right. Uh, right. Satan himself. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing he will try to undermine, it's, it's, it's a godly marriage. Mm-hmm. And so... Harboring accusatory thoughts is is one of his strategies, right? Or right. planting accusatory mm-hmm. thoughts, um, yeah. And uh, this ties into that is kind of like a remedy for that is is not harboring unforgiveness, right? Right. right. Yeah, unforgiveness. Uh, um, keep short accounts. Mm. Just keep short accounts. I remember Mary and I just uh, I think we were committed to that that we would settle things. We wouldn't mm-hmm. let the let the sun go down on your anger. In your anger, yeah. or do, do not let the sun go down yeah. on your anger. Yeah, but you resolve things quickly. Mm-hmm. You keep short accounts um, is really important. And when you think about what God has forgiven us for, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't deserve His forgiveness, right. but yet He forgives. First John one nine. You know, mm-hmm. if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. Indeed. And guess what? I love I love God because He doesn't remember. A Right. I and don't he, know how he does that, but he doesn't remember anyone. And, and he doesn't treat us as our sins, as our sins deserve. deserve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, then the fourth one is lack of trust, yeah. broken trust. Um, yeah. That, of course, undermines unity. And mm-hmm. so uh, building trust again uh, is important if there has been a break of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are some issues that will undermine unity. And I hope we've helped you see how unity is so important mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about unity as far as how they pl- how this unity plays out in our values and values are fundamental values are fundamental I remember we had a little uh, mm. a, a little three by five card that we would stick up on our fridge and mm-hmm. we said these are Kasaka values and this is really for our kids we worked out what our values were and we put them on the fridge so that the kid would read kids would read them and this was to establish family identity, mm-hmm. um, what we are truly about, uh, and what our goals, what our mission was, and so forth. So, so yeah, unity, unity. God has made us one. Right. God has made us no one. No longer two. No longer two. But one. But one. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. And, um, <clears throat> and again, if uh, you have any questions, like I say, just... Uh, communicate those through our social media and we'll hopefully try to address them god bless you and we pray that your marriages be your marriages and your relationships are fruitful amen amen god bless, god bless. Bye. bye-bye